Welcome in another edition of Other Side of Texas. Got that uh, volume a little bit hot there. Sorry about that. Uh, we are uh, in studio. Got Judge Curtis Parrish in, sworn in, all revved up and ready to go for the show and for the job. We are broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Voted Lubbock's Best Wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub City for the best wash around. Guaranteed. Check out your best location at racerwash.com. As always, thanks for tuning in and telling friends that you hang out here. Best advertising is word of mouth. And lots of you talk about the program, listen to it, understand what's going on, and know that I'm going to shoot you straight. Speaking of, a big announcement I'm going to make right now. I've been doing this quietly for the past couple of weeks. My wife would say past couple of months. But uh, just drove in from Amarillo and drove back with two pieces of paper that say that uh, I passed my real estate exam. So, we'll be talking about that in the days to come. If you think I shoot you straight here and rave on here in print, on air, uh, shoot you straight. Maybe some real estate coming on. A little shameless advertising. Congratulations, um, by well, the way. Well, thank you. And he is Judge is it new? Is it still feel new being called judge? It absolutely feels new. I, and, you know, the newness, I'm, I'm not sure when the newness will wear off, but I, right now it feels very new, but it, it, it is very, very exciting. And we're, we have literally hit the ground running. I, 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 was, I was running today. We were running from one meeting to another to another and uh, just trying to get there in time. But, uh, hey, serving Lubbock County. Uh, we're ready. We're, yeah, we're and, working. And what a uh, an agenda you got. Not even that you built it up, but you've inherited quite an agenda. And we want to get into that. We are not going to take your phone calls. We will take your texts. 806-745-5800. That's 806-745-5800. That's the way that you can get into the program as we roll along here with the judge uh, on a good Friday here. Um, so... Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about some issues and get you to talk from your judge chair about it. And also want to talk about the job. And then we've got some some judge scenarios for you that we're going to want to get, get the, uh, the judge's good. judgment on. But first of all, I was talking to folks on the way back from Amarillo. And I literally like just walked in 10 minutes ago. But on the phone with folks and still confused about what your job is because a county judge in texas has a lot of variation in what and, a and, judge and not does. just in texas but even from county to county in texas mm-hmm. depending on mm-hmm. which county you're in uh and and how that county operates in and some cases you're the superintendent that's right in in some of the smaller counties i think under three thousand you're the superintendent of the school system in that county. And the county judge. And the county judge. But it all goes under county judge. That's exactly right. But you are in a larger county here. I think folks, I think we are, I, it, say, it, say urban county. Well, you know. It, I say that reticently, but yeah. Well, let, let me tell you the, the terminology I've been using, and, and feel free to adopt it if you want to. We are an urban city. Lubbock, the, the city of Lubbock, it, it is a urban city. We are, if you take away the suburbs of, of Dallas and uh, Houston, we are the ninth largest city in Texas. Uh, plus, we are the 18th largest county in Texas. So we're not quite in in that top 10 area as far as the county goes. So we're we're still very much a rural county. We are we are, we are still rural West Texas. So we're we're not quite urban and we're not quite rural. We're Reuben. And so we're a Reuben County. Reuben. So please feel free to use that terminology. Well, I always say that Lubbock is, um, the the deception in Lubbock is that there are cattle guard gates around the city that will keep the bad from the surrounding from coming in. It also keeps the good from within Lubbock. It it keeps the good going out. Uh, There is no cattle guard gate. So I would think as a county, it's, it's affirming to me from somebody who focuses from a rural 
vantage point as I look at state politics to hear the county judge of Lubbock say, you know, Reuben, um, because you do have to be interested in what your cohorts, other county judge officials, other counties are dealing with, but we because have, you could very easily be dealing with the same thing. Well, we have urban issues in, in the city of Lubbock. Plus, you know, of course, we have a large uh, Tier 1, Power 5 conference university right here in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that and that brings the, the, the city issues into, into focus as well. Uh, we are we are a very large city, but we also, you know, not only do we have a large city, but we have some great rural communities. You know, mm-hmm. even you know, Shallow Water and Slayton and Idaloo and New Deal. You know, part I, of I, Abernathy. Got to well, throw yeah, out my Hill County. I know you got to throw there. that up there, but hey, I threw in the New Deal. That that was that was for my kin folks. So. Okay, uh, I but, thought you were just taking a dig at Abernathy. Well, I sometimes do. Go just, ahead, just cause. No, uh, but we've got some incredibly great rural communities uh, within our urban you know geographic area so the county judge represents all of that and that and that's really a beautiful part of this job it's it, it's to be able to look at the whole county you know our county commissioners are the managers of this county the four county commissioners that we have that 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 are working within their precincts and they manage this county and the county judge has that unique opportunity to kind of do what I think some people call that the 30,000-foot view, uh, to be able to see the whole county, the needs of all of us here in Lubbock County. And so uh, it, it's a very unique role, and that's the administrative part. And that's not even counting because we're Lubbock County and the way we uh, do things and the way things are set up in Lubbock County. It's also uh, the majority of the job is judicial as well. And so it, it is that bifurcation. majority? Yeah, the majority of the job is judicial. Uh, okay. you, are, you are the administrative uh, head of Lubbock County, uh, but you are also, you, you have a, a docket of probates, guardianships, and mental health cases that all come to your court. And so uh, I've been spending quite a bit of time just in the last couple of days uh, just working on the judicial matters of this court, hmm. uh, taking care of those issues as well. So it is a it's a bifurcated job. It it's part administrative and part judicial, and so uh, it's it, it's it's quite interesting to kind of bounce from from one issue to the other, uh, going to one meeting, running uh, to this administrative part, and then turning around and doing uh, some mental health hearings and 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 guardianship hearings and probate hearings. Uh, all within sometimes the same hour, so it, it's a it's a great job, um, and I'm uh, I'm so looking forward to uh, really getting into it, getting my hands dirty into it, and uh, serving the people of Lubbock County. This is so you're in day four right now. Did uh, you work on New Year's Day? Well, no. You got sworn in. Well, we got sworn in on New Year's Day, and what a great event that was! It was we had a little over two hundred people. Uh, show up uh, to the courthouse on on New Year's Day. Uh, myself was sworn in. We had two new commissioners that were sworn in. Uh, we had uh, several of our uh, district court judges and our and our and our county court at law judges were all sworn in. Uh, many of those were, of course, reelected. Uh, some were elected. We had uh, two new justice of the pieces that justice, justices of the peace. Uh, that were elected brand new, mm-hmm. and so it's a uh, it was a great great day, and to be able to uh, do that publicly in front of friends, family, uh, our co workers, fellow judges, uh, the people of Lubbock County, and uh, to be able to do that, that was a very very special ceremony. Yeah. And um, again, like we had over two hundred folks up there in the commissioner's courtroom up there on the fifth floor, and. It was it was quite a deal. Now we did a little bit uh, that day, uh, took care of just a little bit of business, uh, but that next morning, Wednesday morning, uh, we had a commissioner's court meeting, and uh, so we we started going right at ten o'clock that morning uh, with the commissioner's court meeting, and we've been blowing and going ever since. Uh, and we do have Curtis Parrish, Lubbock County Judge, with us. We have questions stacked up about the Expo Center. Yes, sir. About roads, we're going to talk about bow ties. But whenever we come back from the break, we're going to get the judge to talk to us a little bit about scenario. We picked out some random scenarios for you. Don't even have to do with Lubbock County. We just want to get your take. Just some, some common man problems that <laughs> we want you to look into here, Judge. I've, 
Barbecue issues? Uh, no, okay. more more about like paying up, paying back friends and. No, oh, okay. Yeah, there's some good ones. Trapped yeah. in a haunted house, what would you do? Uh, Curtis Parrish with us. Stick right with us. Well, about have, 90 seconds from now. Do I have my phone with me? Uh, your phone? Yeah, and if I'm trapped in a haunted house. Well, we can talk about okay, that right. scenario Sounds coming good. up right here. Quickie break. Be right back on other side of Texas. Cross that old red river. This is what I saw. I saw miles and miles of Texas. All the stars up in the sky. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Gonna live here till I die. First two favorites. Uh, number one is uh, Not Fade Away. My favorite. You know, the... Jerry Allison's drumming work on Not Fade Away is uh-huh. still spectacular. And, and it is it is one of the more, you know, he's got that uh, that kind of what we call the Bo Diddley beat on it. And I don't know if you've ever talked to him about that. I had a I had a great opportunity to talk to him about that particular song. And he had he had his little snare drum with him and right beside he had a cardboard box. And they they mic'd up the cardboard box, so when you hear that bump, 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 that's on a cardboard, a cardboard bo- box. A cardboard box. All right. So. Uh, and your other. Uh, probably every day, I think would be number two. Uh, every day is a great song too, because there's really only uh, two predominant instruments in that song, and one it's a. Uh, uh, well, the, the the rhythm track is this bump, 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 and it is uh, it's Jerry Allison. The, uh, just beating on his, the blue jeans, beating on the knee of his blue jeans, and that's all they're doing is micing that up. Hmm. And then, uh, uh, then the the other instrument, the main instrument, is called a celeste, and it is a it's a keyboard, but it it plays like a uh, like a xylophone, and so it's a kind of a xylophone keyboard thing. And those are it, it's a very simple song, but uh, that's probably my number two song. And then rave on and. Any other Buddy Holly stuff you want to know about? Well, but whenever you're in doing radio from Aruban County, as you say, um, you got to rave on a little bit. You do got to rave on. Rave on both ways. Uh, here, here's some judgment scenarios for you. And, folks, I do apologize. I mean, I really did run into the show like five minutes before, so some technical glitches there. All figured out now. Uh, some judgment scenarios. You ready? Bring it. The purpose of running is to judge Curtis Parrish exercise or to escape dangerous situations the purpose of running escape dangerous situations not exercise uh, I, I I shouldn't avoid exercise but uh, I, I know I know a lot of people love running and it's a great exercise and it, it's a great sport uh, but it's not my kind of sport. So. I, you know, speaking of Hale County, uh, Lubbock slash Hale County, I promise you one of my impediments on exercising is that our football and off-season workouts were hell. <laughs> they were just pure hell. Like, here's a telephone pole. You're yeah. doing two feet up, two feet down in blistering heat. Two, with, with two, a, a, days, two a days in early August. Yeah, with a man they, who was not you. psychologically adjusted well enough to be around young boys. And whenever I think about exercise now, all I, I've got to like go out and find a grumpy neighbor to yell at me while I'm on the treadmill. That's my idea of exercise. Yeah, you need that motivation. You can't just draw it internally. That's what I've got to do. I, I go find my grumpiest neighbor and say, hey, I'm going to pay you a dollar a minute to stand here and just yell at me. While I'm on the treadmill in my garage. All right. You borrowed money from a friend. I did. But your friend hasn't asked for the money back and seems to have forgotten all about it. You pay him back or never bring it up. You're an elected official. I think I know what your response is going to be. You pay him back, man. That's your your duty. Your duty. Yeah. Even though he doesn't bring it up. And if it's, I mean, if, if he says, look, that was a gift. I want you to have it. Enjoy. Please don't pay me back. That's one thing. But if it's never brought up, my guess is it's it's always on his mind. Same friend throws up in your bathroom. Who's cleaning it up? You or him? Um, friend's got to clean it. You got to clean up your own mess. If you if you're in if you're in somebody else's house and you make a mess, clean it up. Yeah. 
Um, I brought this up, I think, yesterday, but I want to get your response on it. Which is better as a uh, as a judge of a Reuben County? Perfectly white teeth that are super crooked or some fluoride <laughs> teeth. A perfectly set of fluoride yellow teeth. That are that are straight and perfect. Yes. Uh, I'll go with the white teeth because they're that are crooked. Well, yeah, but that's a sign of health. And so if you, if your teeth are in good shape and your you know, your gums are in good shape, then uh chances are a lot of the rest of your body's in good shape too. Uh you still on for this Texas Tech football gig? Yes, sir. I I I I love it. I've been and Tell I, people your official title. I'm the PA announcer for Texas Tech football. So when you go to uh, Tech games, I'm the voice that you hear on the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for uh well, we just finished this season my 19th season of doing Red Raider football. When I started, Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback. <laughs> That's okay. how I and so got to You've got to watch span. Yeah, I've taken it all the way through, and I tell you, I'm excited about Coach Wells. Oh yeah, so that's going to be sure my next am. question. Yeah, very excited. He is a very dynamic. Uh, you know, the thing about a head coach of a major program like like Texas Tech is, you're 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 almost like the face, the voice. You're the salesman, you know, for the football program. And I think Kirby Hokut has hired a great, great salesman. Uh, you know, I remember listening to his, uh, you know, kind of his inaugural press conference. It was over. I was ready to run through a brick wall. I mean, the guy is dynamic, and I think he's going to uh, he's going to do some great things here at Texas Tech. Really yeah. looking forward to it. I saw his boots at Dollar Western where I got them, but I was more impressed with the office behind him. I mean, it looked super tech. It was something out of Lonesome Dove. A bar in Lonesome Dove. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's fully Western. Of course, he's he's Oklahoma bred, so we're going to have to deal with that. Domesticate but, that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We'll have to. We'll have to get kind of get rid of that. Uh, beer on the concourse. You excited about that, Judge? Basketball is where we're going to kick off. Apathetic beer. I'm I'm apathetic. If that's what Tech wants to do, they you know like, follow a, they follow the rules and follow the law. I don't have a problem. But as as the county judge, mm-hmm. this has been my stance, not as a county judge, but I'm just reading into what yours might be and tell me if you disagree. But from my vantage point, it keeps people inside from going out and chugging six, eight ounces of Jim Beam. Maybe they stay inside now. Maybe a little less problems after the game. Maybe during the game. Well, uh, and Jay, you got to be honest. I mean, this is... Uh... To to sell beer or wine or, or any kind of intoxicated beverage uh, in the stadium, uh, the the question the question is is not about safety; it's about economics. And so they're they're looking at it. They have to look at it first from an economic point of view, and then secondly, will this either increase or decrease our our safety of our of our fans? That's kind of the maybe the secondary. Uh, question that they have to ask but the first question is and always will be economics yeah eight dollars per i think i'm gonna take 24 dollars to the game tomorrow it's a pint i've heard so i've heard well and and i'll, and I'll tell you the other part of the economics and, and they've already announced this that they're they're lowering uh the other concession prices uh, and and mm-hmm. they've already made that announcement too and i think for for folks that have to, uh, you know, that are taking their families and doing things like that, I, I think that's great news. You know, yeah. ticket ticket prices are always increasing, but, you know, if they can cut you a little break at the concession stand, I think they're that's a good thing, too. How long does it take to tie a bow tie? Uh, about 30 seconds. 30? It, yeah, it, it's actually a bow tie is easier to tie than a long tie. It's it's like tying your shoes. How long does it take for you to tie your shoes? I put some weight back on, so so uh, there's there's some exercise involved, is what you're saying. <laughs> Sometimes I breathe and in time my boots at the same time. Well, the the thing about a, a bow tie is, is 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 really like lacing up your shoes. I mean, it's it's a crossover, roll underneath, put it under, and pull, um, and then you just kind of spend a few minutes kind of blocking it. Not a few minutes, but a few seconds, kind of blocking, it, making sure the sides are equal. Doesn't take long at all. Two sides, both sides. Yeah, both sides. Yeah. I mean, the, the the other side of the 
tie. And how, how many bow ties do you have? Um, I've got probably a little over 20, I guess. I, and I'll tell you, it was a sad day because um, I had to I had to put all the Christmas ties, you know, to the to the back of the rack. Um, for some reason, after December 25th, it's not cool to wear, you know, my little penguins tie. It's so I let, cool. I let that go. Thank you for your discretion there. Yeah. So about 20. Yeah, about 20 that you we rotate. You've got to up your game there. Well, uh, you know, the thing about... Because the, the bow tie goes for what? 50 bucks? Yeah, some do. Yeah, there's some pretty high dollar ties out mm-hmm. there. And the thing about the... Um, and some of my ties are, you know, you've got formal. You know, there's some real formal ties. I've got... Uh, some what I call party ties, you know, they got a little sparkle into it. That's not that's not really your everyday tie. Most of my everyday ties are probably kind of a paisleys or blues. Uh, I've but got a you wear a bow tie day to day. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a really I've got a Texas Tech tie uh, that's one of my. I mean, it's got double T's on it. It's great. I love to wear that. Yeah. one. that's my favorite. And we're going to get into meat and potato issues here in just a moment. But this one, ask you as we go out, we'll come back in and talk about. Expo Center, the calendar on it, and want to talk to you about roads and infrastructure as well. Before we get you out of here, uh, Curtis Parrish, Lubbock County Judge, with us. If you're just tuning in, um, I'm going to Austin next week to speak at an Urban Counties conference. And you said yourself, Lubbock, the city proper, is urban, which yes. would carry the county urban even though people in Shallwater, Idaho, half Abernathy may disagree with that. Um what are some urban issues that you see coming up in the legislature that you're concerned about? Well, from a county point of view, there's there's probably a handful of uh, of things that we're looking at. I know one of the uh one of the concerns that that we have is not necessarily an an urban issue or a or, or a rural issue, it's just kind of a county issue. Uh, it was it was actually a meeting that we had just today. We were talking about, and this came up in the last legislative session. Uh, it got it, it it got a little bit more legs than I think people were kind of scared about. But is it is raising what's called the the criminal accountability from 17 to 18. You know, currently in Texas, and it's been like this in Texas for the last hundred and plus years, is that you're the the age of maturity or or when you are an adult in Texas for purposes of committing crimes is 17. So when you turn 17 and you commit a crime, you're automatically an adult. And so what what the the movement is to raise that to 18. Um you know, I guess on the surface, you know, it makes sense because 18, you know, that's that's when legally you're an adult anyway. So but if you did that, you would the the potential uh, of the cost to the county would be dramatic, because right now we house our our juvenile uh, offenders in our juvenile justice center, and those are those are from you know basically from ten to sixteen, and when you turn seventeen is when you go into the adult system. If we were to uh, be forced by the state to house now our 17-year-olds, we would probably end up having to put $5 million plus. Oh, so that's in, in, indigent? In, no, 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 no. That's that's for offenders, juvenile offenders. Okay. So if if you're a juvenile offender and you're 16 years old and you commit a, a crime or you're accused of a crime, you go to juvenile detention. If you are 17 years old, you go to the adult side. So that's the line between 16 and 17. And so the movement out there is to increase that to 18. And so that you would stay in the juvenile system all the way through your 17th year. But to do that, if the state were to do that, uh, that would create probably, a, like I said, a $5 million plus uh, hickey to the to the county. To Lubbock County. Yes, sir. And so uh, because because of the upgrade to the juvenile justice center that we would by necessity need to do oh so in order in order to house the 17 year olds maybe another bond yes yeah likely to be forced out to make room now uh the 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 head of um the head of the criminal justice committee in the senate uh, is Senator Whitmire out of out of Houston, mm-hmm. and he is adamantly opposed uh, to raising the age. So, 
um, no matter what the House might do one way or another, um, you could call it DOA at the Senate. However, you know, we, we know that the, the well, At Senate, least we presume he's going to be the chairman. I, I think for this session he is the chairman. I, I think that's, that, that's a very safe assumption. And, and so in, in a position to really kind of make sure that, that that particular bill does not make it through the Senate portion. But, you know, Whitmire's not going to be there probably after this session. I, there, there's talk that he's going to, uh, that this is going to be the it, it for him, either this one or the next one. He is the dean. Oh, he is. He's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it remains to be seen what the what the new speaker, Dennis Bonin, is going to think about uh, raising the age from from 17 to 18. So I don't know. Um, uh, that's that's one thing. That, that was the that was kind of the main part of our meeting today was uh, just discussing that particular issue. So mm-hmm. that's just one of probably a hundred issues that we'll be tracking. Uh, in the legislative but the top one this year good to hear from you on the top one and what we're going to do is take a break and get back in and all you guys that are listening about the expo center we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about roads and where's the impact plan where's the master plan that's some questions i've got today as well right here curtis parish stick right here on other side of texas those questions pump in 806-745-5800 james asking he's one of like four or five what's the timeline now on the expo center i mean we we passed this thing in lubbock county 6535 yeah uh, two to one some 50 million what's in well uh, let, let me tell you where we're at on that uh the what we passed in lubbock county was to authorize the county to build a new venue and to use what we call the hot tax or the hotel occupancy tax to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're at right now is that that tax is collected by the comptroller. You know, when you stay at a hotel, you pay that tax. That tax money goes to the state. It goes to Austin. And then Austin sends you a check back. Here's here's your 2% that we collected. How long does that take? From fiscal year to fiscal well, year. Well, uh, yeah, and and that and that's the real rub, and and one of the reasons why it's really, it's, that's one of the reasons why we're not starting on it right now, is that we've got to wait. Uh, they they collect for the the quarter, so they will collect the first quarter, and then before the end of the second quarter is when they reimburse or give us that money. With fiscal, so we're looking for listeners for fiscal year, which begins when? Well, January one. Okay, and that's when the taxes started collecting january 1 um and we we won't see a dime of that money in lubbock county until probably june so that that we can put some we can put some things in place to kind of get ready for that money to make sure that once it gets here that'll give us a an opportunity to get started but we've got to wait for the comptroller are you mandated though to build this thing yes okay so yeah, you yeah. have to build it we will we will build it uh, uh, now, I don't know how much, and that's the other thing we need to wait from the comptroller, is to tell us how much money we're going to have, and then they're going to also have to give us a projection. So how much money will we have this year? How much will we have next year and the year after and the year after? Because but how far out? Like you said four years there, but no, no, the Yeah, and, and more, because we're looking at, we're looking at purchasing uh, probably a 30-year bond, maybe. So you have to go out and get a loan. It's like if you had to go out and get a loan to build your house. Mm-hmm. They want to know, well, how you going to how you going to pay us back for that? And so the loan the the uh, the bond people want to know how you going to pay us back with what money? And we're going to say we're going to pay you back with this hot tax. And this hot tax is going to generate x amount of dollars for the next 20 years, 30 years. And that's what we're going to pay you back with. But we can only do that we don't have those numbers yet. Those numbers will come from the comptroller. So I don't know how much bond money we're going to be able to get. Uh, it, it could be anywhere, I think, between 30 and $40 million based on just the hot tax. Now, uh, the, other th- the, the other part of that ballot, Jay, was, was uh, 
rental cars. So it wasn't just the hot tax, but it was also yeah, an increase. I kind of blew that thing up. Sorry, Judge. You blew it up? Well, I well, mean, I'm no, I, it's I, on the ballot. No, no, but I wrote the story that, that in the last Federal Aviation Airline Act. That's right. You can't do that. Any, you can't do it for projects away from the airport. And I think what happened I is. Took, I took a lot of black eyes over that. But, well, it's, but, but for me, Judge, here's my deal. I don't, I don't like acrimony. I don't like unneeded left-wing unhinged people and right-wing un- and if you conduct an election under a certain assumption and then after the election people find out well you can't use rental car right that's the position i was in and i knew that this was not you couldn't do this anymore so i put out the story and took some heat on it but you know i, I don't do this thing for political favor i do well, and, it because I, I want people to be informed jay i appreciate that and 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 here's and here's the deal so I think going forward, uh, what what I've told uh, the bond people and what I've told our, our finance people is that let's just not count on receiving a dime of that money yet. Now, if if down the line we we get a ruling from a from a the attorney general's office or some you know circuit court of appeals or something that says no, that really doesn't apply here or really because it was on the ballot. It was then, in the ballot language. Yeah, it was in the ballot so language. So you may maybe get grandfathered in. Maybe. And and there therein lies the maybe. I think though going forward, let's just not count on that. If that money does come to Lubbock County and we put it toward the venue, then maybe we can put it toward expansion or put it toward um upgrades or put it toward uh some operation. But but we're going to have to build a facility just based on the hot, and that's so it. So you're going on the assumption of hot. So let's talk about this then. In June, you get your first idea of what what the revenue could be. That's correct. And so how far out? Well, can we'll you we'll, we'll get. We'll, we should get. Actually, we should get. That's when the money actually arrives in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should know what we're going to get probably within the next, I would say, thirty days. I hope. Okay, for the first quarter or beyond. For that for that long-term projection from the comptroller. This is what you're going to get for, you know, year for year 1 through year 30. Oh, so you think by by April you might know what that number is going to be through year 30? That's my hope. Okay. And then And then I can take that number to the bonding companies, to to those that, who would loan us the money mm-hmm. to to build the facility. Okay, so what, we we can't. <laughs> this is one of those projects that you can't just pay as you go. You know, I mean that's that's ridiculous to think that we could do that. I mean, we're going to have to go out and get a loan to build it. You know, we can't put two thousand dollars, two million dollars a year into it. And okay, so this year we're going to do a two million dollar. That'll allow, allow us to you know clear the lot mm-hmm. the next year we're going to you know put yeah. up this beam yeah, so no that. no we've got to go out and get a loan mm-hmm. and in order to get that loan i've got to know how much money i can expect and and, and, so, and then that will give us the opportunity then to go to the designers the architects the land i mean even the land how much land do we need where where is the best location to put this facility and All of that land with a contingency right now. No, as I understand. No, no, it's not. So it's just we. The Lubbock, County, Lubbock County has not purchased one dirt cloth for this thing nice. yet. Okay, not one. Uh, so that's good, Reuben wh- reference. Thank you. Uh, and what I, you know, what I've, what I've said, and I've said very consistently, everything is on the table as far as because I don't know how I don't know what the size of this facility yet. I don't know the scope of it yet. So everything is on the table. All the ideas, location, size, shape, you know, use, you know, is it is it multi-use, is it single use? Are we going to have banquet halls? Are we going to have warm-up arenas? You know, all of that's on the table. So, okay. But no I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There is one thing that is off the table. And that is we will not use one dime of general revenue. I think the people of Lubbock County were, were very specific. We want this, and we want it paid for by the hot tax. We don't want our prop, our our individual property taxes here in Lubbock County to go up one iota okay. for this facility. So you've got a lot of ultimatums on the table. You must build it. Correct. You don't know how much money you have. That's right. You cannot use general revenue. But here's another ultimatum. 
In April, we're going to have the ABC Rodeo. In April 2019. Is something going to be in place by April 2020? I doubt it. I mean, if we're talking a uh, an expo center like like we're dreaming about, I mean, we're, that, that, can, when that will could take the next, us two-plus years or maybe even longer to build. So maybe ABC Rodeo 2022-23. Well, uh, Jay, I, I, I do want to be very realistic here. Uh, we're not building the facility strictly for the ABC Rodeo. Um we we can't. I mean, you you can't put a you know forty million dollars into saving this one rodeo. This has to be multi-use, and it has to be it has to be suitable for Lubbock's needs for the next forty fifty years. Um, and so its size, its scope, its use is not just for one rodeo one week a year. It's that's one of its purposes. And one, it should be one of its hundreds of purposes. But there, you're not just speaking to me. You're speaking to a lot of people who, hey, look, we're going to have the ABC Rodeo, and then we're going to implode the Coliseum, and the assumption there is something will be in place thereafter. And you're saying that's not reasonable. Well, there will be something in place thereafter. I just, I cannot not tell next you, year I can't tell you a time frame that that will be built. Yeah. So you're just working with a blank cabinet right now. That That's exactly right. Uh undisclosed number an unknown number from the controller yeah we have some guesses but i i I can't move until i get that certified from the from the controller so it is just you know i said it during during the campaign and i voted for it but i said look what you see are renderings renderings of somebody's imagination yeah that's right it was a dream and 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 we and, and I want to, as county judge, make those dreams come true, and and th- because but this, you have to, this is what <laughs> Lubbock County needs, and so please hear me very carefully. I want to build a facility uh, that will suit Lubbock County's needs for the next forty, fifty years, and it w- and it needs to be a crown jewel. It needs to be a place where then we can go out and market that and and pull in some uh, some events that that we've never been able to bring some into more Lubbock. Hot taxes. <laughs> to to ultimately increase. That's right. Our hotel. We're building hotels in Lubbock like crazy. I mean, just look at the the hotel building uh, boom that's going on. And so we need to fill those up. And if we can build a facility that will draw in visitors from from all over and come to our community, they'll stay at our hotels, eat at our restaurants, etc., shop at our shops, then we have done something very wonderful. We've done some economic development for this community, and we have fulfilled the mandate of the voter to say we want something good and we want it built. Okay, we're going to go to break, but as we go to break, you take your drink, and then I want you to take us out to break and voice the Red Raiders, Curtis Parrish, Lubbock County Judge. Curtis Parrish, you're listening to the other side of Texas. Jay Leeson's pass complete to Curtis Parrish for a Red Raider first down. I'll take it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, be back in a couple minutes. Makes me think of this issue, and I just want to take 60 seconds here. Okay. And this is total curveball to you. Lots of people are looking at their leases, and they got leases from Rager Dykes, and they don't know what to do. Some of the VIN, I've talked to somebody yesterday, bad VIN number. Any advice, Judge, on where, do they just call the DAs off? What do they do? Uh, let's see. I, I'll, I'll need to kind of walk this delicately. Um it's I, I'm in a position right now as as county judge that it would not be prudent for me to speak on this. Okay. Um, but I'll say uh, the these issues are going to be ongoing, and if you do have an issue, please uh, con you can contact the uh, the bankruptcy court, um, and I would I would suggest you go there um because th- this is this is going to be a long time to solve. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we're looking at probably the next at least two and a half years uh before um they'll be able to kind of unravel all this and then try to make some people whole. I don't think anybody as an individual uh will ever be whole uh because of this. But 
we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but okay. uh, th- this is going to affect Lubbock and its economy for for a while. Yeah, good question, Eric. Let's move over to what BJ and others are talking about, and that's roads in Lubbock County. Yes. And I got. I'm, I'm going to speak from two different camps here. The roads and a lot of roads that people complain about are in South Lubbock, uh, far South Lubbock. We call well, it, that's, that's some where, people might call it Lynn County. Well, that's where South our Lubbock. high growth has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, you know, we're, we're talking about the, if you look at from a school district, it's Cooper School District, Friendship School District. Mm-hmm. Those are high growth school so, districts. And there's a lot of housing that's being built on Then there. you've got some discrepancy from inside the loop and outside the loop. I think what I hear inside the loop is where was the impact study? on all these two-lane roads that should be five-lane roads. Even mm-hmm. people who live in central Lubbock, whenever they go out far south, are amazed at these tiny two-lane roads with potholes Indeed. three feet into the shoulder. But at the same time, you know, there's this, you know, we kind of have like a farmer ethic in West Texas a lot of times of, well, you decided to move there, and you knew what the roads looked like. That's number one. And Woodrow Road comes up number one there. It and is. so I want to get into the particulars, but on the whole, where was the impact study whenever all this growth was underway? And where is a master plan, and has anything changed since you've come to the helm? Uh, when I was elected, uh, of course, finally elected after the runoff in May, uh, and I knew that I would be the next Lubbock County judge because I was unopposed on the November ballot. Um, I started meeting with um, with the folks down in Lubbock County, kind of see where we're at. Uh, we've recently, within the last year, uh, hired a public works director, uh, Jennifer Davidson, and she is a, an engineer and she is sharp. And the county, the the commissioners kind of charged her with putting together a comprehensive roads plan for Lubbock County. Lubbock County has never had one, and you're right, Jay. I mean, where was the master plan? It didn't exist. Uh, so she has spent uh, the last, basically last six months, seven months, putting together a comprehensive roads plan for Lubbock County. Uh, what we're looking at, and, and when I say comprehensive, not just talking to the the roads crews that we have that work for Lubbock County, but also meeting with every single independent school district in Lubbock County, all of them. Lubbock ISD, Cooper, Friendship, Shallow Water, Slayton, Roosevelt, Idaloo, New Deal, Wolf, Abernathy even, because Abernathy's school district you know, is in Lubbock County as well, a portion of it. So meeting with all the, the independent school districts, meeting with all the communities, meeting with the chambers of commerce in, in, in all of our small towns. So what we're looking at is putting together and asking this question, where's the need? Where do you see you know, you guys are the ones that are out on the roads, especially the bus drivers. Of I, they're the ones that are out on the roads every single day. Where are our needs? Where do we see growth happening? Talking to developers also, you know, a- asking our, our developers in town, where are you going to be building in the next, you know, 10, 15 years? And so she has put together, and, and it, it's not complete yet, but it is very close to be completing. And through that comprehensive roads plan, then we will have a snapshot, be able to look at Lubbock County's needs for the next 20, 25 years. Uh, And so I'm very excited about that. So the answer to your question, Jay, is we've never had a master plan, but we do now. And so that will give us an opportunity now as we go forward to not just piecemeal a particular road, but look at which roads are now caliche that need to be upgraded to asphalt which asphalt roads need to be upgraded to from two lanes to five lanes where our five lanes need to be seven lanes you know so so we're we're looking at this overall for the whole county and uh, it's very very comprehensive okay uh judge curtis parish with us as we close out let's talk about one road that gets a lot of attention and that's woodrow road that goes out in front of lubbock cooper high school and for folks who are listening the third i believe the third fastest growing school district in the state of texas 
uh, two-lane road out in front of Woodrow that has driven those school board elections. It's something that a lot of people out in South Lubbock talk about, South South Lubbock talk about. Uh, your thoughts on Woodrow Road? Well, uh, fortunately, the, the the plan is in place. Um, we've gotten money that has been released uh, to to start in on the engineering part of it. Released from where? Uh, this money came from uh, TxDOT through the MPO, the Metropolitan Planning Organization. Uh, so they've released some money. Uh, How much? I think it's three point six million. And that's a my understanding. Now, now you're talking it's a overall fifteen million dollar project. Uh, about thirty six million dollars. How long? Well, is you're talking you're talking about from the Slayton Highway to the east, oh. uh, heading heading west to go all the way to. Uh, like Slide Road and beyond, maybe no, even. Oh, see, I was just thinking like no, no, between no. the interstate and Indiana. Well, see, but 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 Jay, right now this is this, this is the problem. You are thinking very short term. I've got to think long term because the growth is happening. Uh, when you get out, well, you, I'm not complaining about the project, Judge. Yes, I just know that people have brought it up. You know, you're dealing with big picture. And I appreciate that, and you throwing out those numbers and in, in that scope of the project. I think initially people were just asking for a mile or two of that road, uh, maybe three, and that it comes in at 15 well, initially. Yeah, and you can't do it like that. You have to engineer the road, the the whole project, because if you're going to do it in phase, now it will be built in phases. Okay, that that's just the like way. Like think 34th Street. Yeah, think, well, think even Loop 289, if folks were around to remember when Loop 289 was built. It wasn't all built in one shot. I mean, it was built in section i-27 uh, was built in section so we do phases even the marcia sharp freeway folks remember that that was built in phases i think i think it was a total of eight or nine phases that that it was built on and and this will be done the same but you have to engineer the entire scope of so work you think maybe 36 i'm thinking i'm thinking probably at least 36 million so where and, would that money come from well, therein lies the biggest question of them all now, Jim. I mean, am I supposed to give money to the Expo Center, or am I supposed to give it to Woodrow Road? Well, you're not you're not going to give money to the Expo Center again. <laughs> Let's reiterate, not just, one. I'm just <laughs> trying to get some private money out there. Yeah. But go ahead. Now, roads roads will will probably by necessity uh, force us to go back to the to the people of Lubbock County and say, look, here's our plan. And, and and I do think, I think the people of Lubbock County are really good. If they know that you've got a plan, that you are going to work the plan, and it's going to be long-term to meet the needs of Lubbock County for the next, again, 25, 30 years, that we're just not going to put Band-Aids on roads like we've done. Uh, we've, we've just, and you know, you drive down, now, any of our county roads that that have had a lot of traffic. I, I tell you where I live. I live in the county. I, I don't live in the city of Lubbock. I, in fact, I'm the first county judge in almost a hundred years to actually live outside of the city limits of Lubbock. And so I'll, I'll I'll tell you, county roads are very important to me because that's where I live. I live on a county road, and so I want to make sure that our county roads are well taken care of. But I also know that roads are uh, vital to our economy uh, they are our, our farmers got to get their goods in and out of these fields our roads are vital to our to our education because we we've got to get our kids to and from schools and you know every time we've got a bad weather day you know the school system comes out and says uh, we're going to start late but buses can only run on the pavement you know things like that so I, I've got to make sure that our roads are are in good shape because it's it's it goes directly to our economic development it goes to our education it goes to uh, our safety our our sheriff's department our ems units if they can't get to you know you call 911 and our and our ems can't get to you because the roads in disrepair you're gonna die and so i would definitely want to make sure that our roads are in good shape simply because of the public safety aspect of it so uh and 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 i do think the people of lubbock county will see it that way uh they'll see that this this is this touches all of us and and it's very important for us in this county to make sure that our we are you you talked about uh cooper being uh the third fastest growing or uh 
district in Texas, Lubbock County is is a high growth county as well. well I think a dozen people a day. Well, I, we're looking at uh, the census numbers. We we took the census in 2000. We're going to take another one here in 2020, and it's likely that our population has increased 25 percent from t- from tw- 2000 to 2020. 25 percent. We've got 25 percent more people coming in and moving to, and when they're moving to Lubbock County, uh, many of them are moving out into our rural areas. Our our small towns like Idaloo and and shallow water are booming so is this in i'll credit chris with this question is this the precursor to a big roads bond package that you're going to look at the target areas based upon the work that the county's done in a master plan included with cooper to put together a package for voters to consider in the next year well again if we do and 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 that'll that's not just up to me but the entire commissioner's court uh, if we do, it will be comprehensive. So it will it will touch every aspect of our county. This we're not just doing it for Woodrow Road. We're going to do it for uh, the folks in Idaloo, the folks in Shallow Water, because there's high growth in those areas that we need to, as as a county, make sure that those roads are adequate to meet that growth as well. We're going to do this for Slayton. We're going to do this for New Deal. We're going to do this for Abernathy. Uh, we're if we do this, we're going to do this for the whole county, not just one little portion. Hmm. We could take you a lot longer. I'm glad we got the trivia out of the way at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I big, like the trivia. Big plate there for bow tie wearing Lovett County Judge Curtis Parrish. Appreciate you making time on a Friday, Judge. Absolutely, love it. Uh, folks want to get a hold of you. Where do they send their emails? Well, they can send the email to C Parish at and it's kind of long it's co.lubbock.tx.us not that so long. county that's co part lubbock texas usa but do you have your own judge facebook page uh no but now now we I know do it's been a long week but come on yeah we're I mean, getting there get that. uh we do have a county website uh lubbock county uh has has a website that that you can go to and uh and see all the services that lubbock county provides uh we're updating that uh that was one of the that was one of the things that i had asked our our folks to do is is make sure that our website is more uh user friendly that they can get to in in and out of web pages a little bit easier and faster a little bit more intuitive when you're when you're looking for services from lubbock county um we'll, that's ongoing we'll work on that all right we're gonna get you back in here a couple months and uh see you. how things are going long first week and we appreciate your time there judge Parrish. and we are gonna get you off of this edition of the other side of texas you can follow along with the applause that's facebook, facebook uh other side of Texas, other side of Texas.com. Follow us along there on Twitter at OSTX Show, or you can follow me at Jay Leeson on Twitter. That's where I do all the political activity. Try to try to leave Facebook to the family oriented issues <laughs> from time to time. I try, I do try. Uh, until then, gonna get home, gotta get home. Great family, above average dinner, and uh, you rave on, buddies, rave on. We'll see you next week right here on the other side of Texas. Shipwreck on the mountain, rubbernecking all the outlaws. It's who we want to be. Belly up and just make it. And two steps.